Early in the Second World War, the Germans found themselves with a metaphorical pebble in their shoe. The pebble was actually a rather large rock that happened to guard the entrance to the Mediterranean Sea. And unfortunately for them, it happened to be controlled by the British. If they could remove the British, they could solve their problem and maybe do something for Hitler's friend, Francisco Franco. Learn more about Operation Felix and the planned German invasion of Gibraltar via Spain on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond Bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. To understand what made the Germans so concerned about Gibraltar, we need to understand what was happening in Europe in the summer of 1940. Germany had invaded France in May, and to their own surprise, they conquered all of France before the end of June. The speed at which they were able to defeat the French army, an army that many people considered to be on a par with Germany, astonished the entire world. The British expeditionary force in continental Europe narrowly avoided a calamity when they were encircled in Dunkirk, France. It was only through a remarkable evacuation of over 330,000 soldiers on civilian boats that disaster was averted. Early in July, Germany began the Battle of Britain, which was the first major battle ever fought solely by aircraft. Basically, Germany was on a roll and Britain was on the ropes. In June, while the invasion of France was underway, Italy declared war in North Africa, which began the Axis Mediterranean theater of the war. Germany had plans to control the entire Mediterranean, as was evidenced by their invasion of the Greek mainland, Crete, and North Africa in 1941. However, if they were to control the Mediterranean, they needed to keep the British out. 
The British held Malta, which Churchill called an unsinkable aircraft carrier. The German Field Marshal Erwin Rommel realized that they could never really hold on to North Africa so long as the British held Malta. The British also controlled Cyprus in the eastern Mediterranean, which could also be used to strike at German positions at some point in the future. To top it off, the British also controlled the Suez Canal, which controlled Mediterranean shipping to Asia. However, for the British to retain control of any of these vital choke points, they needed access to the Mediterranean. And likewise, if the Germans were to control the Mediterranean, they needed to be able to sail their ships there. The Germans couldn't sail into the Mediterranean, and the British couldn't be prevented from sailing into the Mediterranean, so long as the British held Gibraltar. If you remember back to my episode on Gibraltar, it's a very imposing large rock that's found in the Strait of Gibraltar. The Strait of Gibraltar is the 13-kilometer or 8-mile gap which separates Africa from Europe, and through which all sea traffic must pass going from the Mediterranean to the Atlantic. This point was hammered home on July 3, 1940, when the British fleet operating out of Gibraltar, known as Force H, initiated Operation Catapult. Operation Catapult was a surprise attack on the Vichy French ships operating off the coast of Algeria. The British sank five French ships, including a battleship, to prevent them from falling into German hands. So if the Germans could remove the British from Gibraltar, it would radically change the strategic landscape of the Mediterranean theater of the war. And I should note that it wasn't necessary for the Germans to control Gibraltar, although that might have been nice. The primary concern was that the British didn't. If you also remember back to my episode on Gibraltar, you will know that Spain has claimed Gibraltar ever since it was taken by the British in 1713. Here, I need to explain what was happening in Spain at this time. Before the start of the Second World War, from July 1936 to April 1939, Spain had fought a bloody civil war between left-wing Republicans and right-wing Nationalist forces. The Nationalist forces, under the leadership of Francisco Franco, came out on top. Because Franco was a right-wing dictator, he was naturally inclined to be on friendly terms with Hitler and Mussolini. When war broke out, however, Franco declared Spain's neutrality in the conflict. In June of 1940, Franco actually sent a letter to Hitler offering to join the Axis powers if, in return, Hitler would help Spain grow its overseas empire. In particular, he wanted the Vichy French-controlled Morocco and Cameroon, as well as Gibraltar. Hitler was kind of annoyed at Franco's requests. He wanted Cameroon for Germany because it had once been a German colony and he also wanted to control Morocco for an eventual naval war he foresaw with the United States. On October 23, 1940, Franco and Hitler met in person for the first and only time in Andé, France, just across the border with Spain on the Atlantic coast. Franco again offered to join with the Germans, but this time he had even more demands, including fortifying the Canary Islands, as well as shipments of wheat, vehicles, arms, and aircraft. The demands were something the Germans couldn't possibly meet, and to this day, historians debate over if Franco was just greedy or if he shrewdly made demands he knew couldn't be met so he could stay out of the war. Either way, the talks went nowhere, and Spain remained neutral throughout the war, largely because they depended upon oil shipments from the United States, the country was still recovering from its civil war, and because it had become clear by this time that Germany had lost the Battle of Britain. But regardless if Spain had become a full-blown ally of Germany, there was still the issue of Gibraltar. Even before the Ondai summit, the Germans had started putting together a plan for Gibraltar that they called Operation Felix. 
Operation Felix was initially just part of Operation Sea Lion, which was the plan for the invasion of Britain, on which I have previously done an episode. By November 1940, Operation Felix had become its own plan and became part of the Fuhrer Directive No. 18, which stated, quote, Political measures to induce the prompt entry of Spain into the war have been initiated. The aim of German intervention in the Iberian Peninsula, codenamed Felix, will be to drive the English out of the Western Mediterranean. End quote. So what exactly was the plan for Operation Felix? For starters, the plan assumed that they would have the support and cooperation of the Spanish. The idea was to send two German army corps into Spain from France, where they met on the Atlantic coast. There's a narrow gap here where the land is flat and it wouldn't require going over the Pyrenees. The total number of troops would have been in the many tens of thousands. The Germans would basically make a beeline down to the south of Spain where it had its border with Gibraltar. However, various German units would split off and set up defensive positions along the coast to prepare for a British invasion of the Iberian Peninsula. Once there, the Germans would then besiege Gibraltar from land, attacking the British fleet from the air. Fear Directive No. 18 also specified a possible invasion of Portugal in the event that the British should land there, with the additional possibility of annexing the Azores and Madeira. Historians have debated how willing Hitler might have been to just ignore Spanish neutrality and occupy the country. Given the state of the Spanish army following the Spanish Civil War, it's something that the Germans probably could have done quite easily. The British, meanwhile, were preparing for an attack on Gibraltar. Gibraltar was turned into a fortress. Miles of tunnel were carved in the limestone which made up the rock of Gibraltar, creating an underground city complete with a hospital, movie theater, and barracks. There were anti-aircraft guns installed, and they would have also gotten support from the British Navy. British intelligence was also on high alert for any attack. A British intelligence officer by the name of Ian Fleming was sent to Gibraltar to help set up Operation Goldeneye. Goldeneye was to monitor Spanish activity, and in the event of Spanish-German collusion, they would undertake sabotage operations in Spain. And just in case you don't know, Ian Fleming was the author of the James Bond books, and Goldeneye was later used as the name of a James Bond film. The area around Gibraltar became a hotbed of spying activity by both the Allies and the Axis powers. Because Spain was neutral, both sides could observe each other actively and freely. The Hotel Reina Cristina in the nearby Spanish city of Algeciras was a hotbed of Spanish activity for both sides, and the area just over the border of Gibraltar became known as Spy Row by the British. On December 7th, German Admiral Wilhelm Canaris met with Franco and asked him for permission for German troops to enter Spain to take Gibraltar. Franco refused, saying that the food and transportation situation in the country couldn't support so many German troops. Also, if Spain supported the invasion of Gibraltar, he feared that the British would take the Canary Islands in retaliation. With this final refusal by Franco, Hitler gave up on Operation Felix. He was now planning Operation Barbarossa, the invasion of the Soviet Union, which would be launched in 1941. And he felt that he could no longer dedicate troops to Gibraltar, as they would be needed in the east. A modified version of Operation Felix was later developed called Operation Felix Heinrich. Felix Heinrich would take troops from the Eastern Front once certain objectives were achieved and send them to Spain to take Gibraltar. However, those objectives were never achieved, and the invasion of Gibraltar never happened. We know how the story turned out. Instead of taking Gibraltar, Germany invaded the Soviet Union, a move that turned out to be disastrous and cost them the war. But what might have happened if Germany had taken Gibraltar? If Germany had taken Gibraltar, it would have cut the British off from the Suez Canal. To reach Australia or India, or even sending supplies and reinforcements to the Mediterranean, 
would have meant sailing around Africa. The British might have been unable to support their forces in North Africa, which would have prevented the Allied invasion of Sicily. Malta, Cyprus, and potentially much of the Middle East would have wound up in German hands, along with their oil resources. It would have been a completely different war. The question of what might have happened had Germany invaded Gibraltar wasn't just a question for historians. It was a question that the German high command was asking themselves at the end of the war. Supposedly, towards the end of the war, Hitler himself was reported to have said, quote, We should have gone for Gibraltar. After the war, Field Marshal Wilhelm Keitel told Allied interrogators, quote, Instead of attacking Russia, we should have strangled the British Empire by closing the Mediterranean. The first step in the operation would have been the conquest of Gibraltar. That was another great opportunity we missed. End quote. And likewise, Hermann Goering said while he was imprisoned that if they had taken Gibraltar, Germany would have been able to, quote, offer the British the right to resume peaceful traffic through the Mediterranean if she came to terms with Germany and joined us in a war against Russia, end quote. Franco's decision not to enter the war, in hindsight, proved to be correct. Had he done so, he could have wound up with a fate like Hitler or Mussolini. As it was, he survived in power for another 30 years. We can never know the second or third order things which might have happened if Gibraltar had been prioritized over the Soviet Union. However, given the actual outcome of the war, Operation Felix may have been one of the most important non-events of the Second World War. Everything Everywhere Daily is an airwave media podcast. The executive producer is Darcy Adams. The associate producers are Thor Thompson and Peter Bennett. Today's review comes from listener Luis Lopes over at Apple Podcasts in Brazil. They write, Amazing Podcast. I've just listened to the episode on vitamins and really liked it. It's informative, objective, and easy to understand. I'm going to keep listening every day, improving my knowledge little by little. Keep up the great work. Obrigado, Luis. I'm glad to hear from more listeners in Brazil. I'm sure you're enjoying your weather more than I am, where it has already dipped below freezing. Remember, if you leave a review or send me a boostergram, you too can have it right in the show. And don't forget about the show's new Facebook group. We now have over 315 people in the group and activities picking up. And you also get a sneak peek at what the next day's episode is going to be. Just search for Everything Everywhere Daily on Facebook or click on the link in the show notes.